The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Investment advice offered through Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor. Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio Show. Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management has offices in Bend, Eugene, and John Day, serving clients from all over the Northwest. Give us a call today for your free retirement review. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio. Thank you for joining us. My name is Tyler Simonis. That guy over there, he is Josh Vanelli, and we're partners. Josh is the newest soccer coach he's like michael he's like uh arteta and pep guardiola yeah that's josh finelli the next premier league soccer coach but first he's going to start with eight-year-olds <laughs> and mostly it's not coaching it's herding cats i'm just a i'm a sub sub coach all the moms on the sideline are getting them the side eye though yeah so. they are teta yeah, the well, looks. the difference is Arteta makes like 12 million bucks a year and is quite handsome and, and was also a pro soccer player. And fit. Yeah. What do you yeah. mean? Yeah. Your wife told me you're an Adonis. <laughs> All right. How long, did, did will, she? Yeah. How long <laughs> will this drawdown last? Well, rising yields will help future returns for bonds. The pain of getting there has obviously been quite significant. A 60% stock, 40% bond portfolio is currently in a 14-month drawdown, 14% below its all-time high. This is now the longest drawdown for a 60-40 portfolio since the global financial crisis. In that period, it was 37 months. Uh, and before that, the aftermath of the dot-com bubble was 43 months. Um, that, was, that was, I remember, that's probably going to mirror this period. Um, but how long will the drawdown last this time around? Of course, nobody knows, including us, uh, which is why you have to have a long-term uh, uh, time horizon. The era of hitting new all-time highs on a weekly basis are probably over. In its place, the reality that risky investments actually, guess what, Josh, have risk. And you can go months and even years unless they're without a, hitting a unless, new time high. Unless they're in a bank. <laughs> That's the price of admission without which there would be no higher reward. So we are in the process of shaking out the weak hands. And in a process like this, it's probably going to take longer than any of us like. Uh, but you don't. we're not going to be hitting all-time highs with people good, until people are really pessimistic. Maybe the good news of this week, though, or the last week and a half, is that it's probably going to accelerate it a bit. Uh, the recession. Know, yeah, I don't know if you agree. I mean, the, of course... Uh, it, for all intents and purposes, it looked like rates were going to have to go significantly higher than even the market expected to slow this thing down because uh, the American consumer is an unstoppable juggernaut. But uh, this all seems to be being front-ran a little bit more than it did a week and a half ago. I well, here's what I'll say. And this is, this is when Jerome Powell needs to put on his sunglasses, get a cigarette, light it up. And walk into the walk into that press meeting after raising 50 basis points and say, see, suckers, you got it wrong. Because the market really doesn't believe the Fed's going to keep raising rates. The market is over it. And I think that Jerome Powell should call everybody's bluff and just drop well, the hammer on 50 bips. We're going to find out in five short days. Because here's the deal. The reason the markets don't believe what the Fed is saying is because every time we've gotten to this point, the Fed capitulates. Remember 2018? Remember, 20, you know, like the Fed always says, oh, we can't take it. Everybody needs to be able to buy an SUV and go to Hawaii. So we're going to keep it going. Well, Christine, Christine Lagarde over at the, the European Central Bank certainly surprised markets this week by following through. And we'll see. She's if, got bigger cojones than Jerome Powell. <laughs> we'll, we we'll need her as our central banker. We'll see if Jerome Powell takes the hint and continues. Come on, Jerome. I, I believe in you, man. I believe in you. Okay, let's talk about your old retirement plans at work, your old 403Bs and your old 401Ks. And so we know, Josh and I know because we see it all the time, uh, people leave their employer and they you know go on with their life and get another job and they leave the old 401Ks or 403Bs where they were. Uh, and the funny thing about that is, of course, you know, so Josh, talk about 
the options, all of the options, of course, because we have to, the SEC wants us to, and it's the right thing to do, uh, all of the options people have uh, were those old retirement plans. Well, of course, if you're still working, you can always uh, consolidate your old plan into your new employer-sponsored plan. You could alternatively leave it there uh, where you used to work. Uh, or you can always roll it out to an IRA. Those are basically the the three choices well, that you, you forgot have. forgot the other one, which a lot of people do also, which is take the money and run. <laughs> <laughs> we don't even look at that as an option, so right. not something that we want to highlight. But uh, you know, depending on the balance, they may actually force you to distribute it. Uh, Meaning, but, if it's under five thousand. Yeah, but uh, again, you know, you have three choices: consolidate it to your new one, uh, leave it in the old one, or roll it out to an IRA somewhere else. Uh, depending on your plan options at your new employer-sponsored plan, that may be a good option. If your old plan was large and your new employer is small, you might have better options in your old plan. Uh, usually, depending on uh, the custodian that you move it to, your IRA is going to have the biggest menu of options, of course, and uh, potentially the lowest cost options. Uh, again, the qualifier being where you end up moving it to in an IRA. So here's here's what I'd tell you. I used to work in corporate America and you know worked for investment companies in corporate America. And I think before I started doing this, I had three different jobs. And the first thing that I did when I left the company, uh, I got the rollover paperwork for the 401k to roll it into my. Uh, I had uh, money at Schwab at the time, and so I rolled it into my IRA at Schwab. Um, and the reason for that is, you know, even though, funnily enough, I worked for investment companies, inside of our 401ks, we only had maybe 20 choices total. Uh, and maybe I liked two or three of them, and the rest were garbage or too expensive or whatever it might be. And so uh, when I rolled it into my IRA at Schwab, my choices became unlimited, or essentially what was available on the Schwab platform, which is essentially everything that, that essentially trades in public markets, and then some. And so for me, it was like I could invest in my favorite investments and the investments that made the most sense to me in my situation in my IRA that didn't exist in my 401k. And so I know a lot of you out there think, oh, well, these people that set up the 401k at my work – and they must know what they're doing, you know, I mean, uh, but the reality is, is there are still, unfortunately, lots of conflicts of interest that go on. And there's dinners that are bought and trips that are bought and all this sort of behind the scenes stuff uh, for why the different investments make it into your plan or why you have the plan at the company that it's at. For example, like a principal that might have really high fees or some of these other um, plan uh, providers that have relatively high fees or crappy investments. Uh, and then within the plan, what the investments that you're forced into aren't very good or really are way too expensive. Uh, and so why would you leave your money in that? And I get it's like this. It seems like this daunting task. It's always funny to Josh and I when we uh, have prospective clients come visit us. Uh, you know, they, in their mind, they think moving their money from where it currently is to us is this like giant, ginormous task that's going to require a lot of work. And the reality is, it's really easy. You just have to, the biggest decision is deciding to do it, uh, just like with the 401k, deciding to do it. Um, you know, it's sort of like this this thing in your mind. And I know people do this with their taxes. You build it up, your taxes every year is this big thing. I got to get to it. You keep delaying it. And, you know, I, it, it's not that big deal. I mean, especially if you hire somebody to do it, just collecting the information and getting it to them is relatively easy. And so if it means thousands, tens of thousands, potentially hundreds of thousands of dollars more in your retirement plan because you roll it over uh, to an IRA with better investment choices and lower fees, isn't that worth it? Isn't that worth an hour of your time or maybe less? To me, it is. And so like Josh said, of course, you can leave it where it's at. That's not something that I, I ever did. And I would suggest anybody in my family do um you can roll it into your new company's plan but that new company probably has the same problems as the old company uh you can cash it out and like josh said if it's under five thousand dollars the company unless you roll it over will probably force you out via check um or you can roll it into an ira which is what i always did um and, and you know for me it made the most sense because then my investment choices uh became unlimited to the you know, whatever platform I was on. And I, I wasn't just limited to the plan. Uh, and, and the good news is the 401k world investment choices have gotten better over the years, but they're still not perfect. And especially for those of you that are close to retirement, the bond options in most retirement plans are garbage. They don't take into account the interest rate environment we're in. So most of them just own total return bond funds, which got blasted last year because interest rates went up and they are have durations of seven eight nine ten years and and so uh if you're in that age group you definitely want to get your money out
Okay. Uh, if you'd like to take us up on a free retirement review, one of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life. So if you have at least $500,000 of investable assets, call our office to get one of those scheduled, 800-743-0988, or go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. When we come back, we're going to talk about the wins in retirement. So stick around. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988. Did you know that the average public university student borrows $32,880 for their bachelor's degree? Many borrowers list student debt as the main barrier to buying a home, starting a business, or even retiring from their jobs. Are student loans keeping you from other goals? Between different payment plans, types of cancellation, and tax implications, we know that student debt can be confusing. Don't let that confusion keep you from addressing your debt. Our website offers resources, including frequently asked questions, links to other sites, and tips for avoiding scams. The site is updated by the Student Loan Ombuds, who also receives and attempts to resolve complaints about servicers or other issues with student loans. Take control of your financial future by addressing your student debt today. Visit the Division of Financial Regulations Student Loan Help Site at dfr.oregon.gov or call the Student Loan Ombuds at 888 877-4894. This message brought to you by the Oregon Division of Financial Regulation, the Oregon Association of Broadcasters, and this station. The 17th Annual Subaru of Ben Ghost Tree Invitational returns August 18th and 19th to Pronghorn Club at Juniper Preserve. Reserve your foursome and dinner tickets featuring cuisine from up to 15 Central Oregon chefs, Napa, Portland, and Northern California, 10 wineries, spirits, and dancing as Patrick Seaman is back to play all your favorites. Ticket and lodging packages at GhostTreeInvitational.com. Sponsored by Pacific Source Health Plans, Beaver Coach Sales, Good Life Brewing, Southern Glazers, Smarts, Cisco, and Combined Communications. Plateau Travel Plaza Food, fuel, and fun After a long day And you want to play Get your mind off of the road Have a great meal Try our slot machines Life's good on the plateau Quick stop anytime Gets you everything under the sun Life's good on the plateau Food, Food, fuel, and fun. At the Plateau Travel Plaza in Madras, you get food, fuel, and fun all in one fabulous stop. After you fuel up with our low fuel prices, enjoy something fresh from our deli. Shop our store for local crafts and jewelry, travel essentials, electronics, and more. Then have some fun in our game room with 30 of the hottest slot machines and all the rewards you can handle. Life's good on the Plateau. Food, fuel, and fun. If it leaks, clogs, drips, or bursts, call Severson Plumbing first. Stepping into cold water is the worst. Jump into your morning shower and have hot water to start your day. Relax and rise and be on your way. Need to upgrade your water heater? Severson Plumbing has you covered. Voted best plumber in Central Oregon two years running. Find us at SeversonPlumbers.com. If it leaks, clogs, drips, or bursts, call Severson Plumbing first. Financial Focus Radio Show is online all the time via iTunes, Spotify, and Spreaker. Catch past shows online or by finding us on iTunes. Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio. Thanks for joining us on this nice, almost spring weekend. Monday, tomorrow, or Monday is the first day of spring, uh, and I am eagerly awaiting summertime when all our reservoirs are going to be full. I'm I'm hoping that I get to... uh, Bring my boat on Prineville Reservoir this 
I, I think we probably need another sort of four weeks of snow, I, I, which I don't want, but it might get your Pineville Reservoir a little more full. I know in California, some of those Tular Lake, which is you know a lake that's long since there's, there's strawberry patches on it, that might actually fill up this year, which is pretty funny. Well, you know that it used to be coming in the, back. Snow starts tomorrow. In and the 1900s, it goes the rest of the week. Uh, that lake was the biggest lake west of the Mississippi, and that doesn't even exist. Really? Isn't that crazy? It was it was three times as big as uh, or four times as big as um, Lake Tahoe. Well, I know they're building another ultra reservoir in California too. It starts construction in the next couple of years. What's it called? The Pacific Ocean? <laughs> no, but <laughs> I mean it's like equivalent to the size of Shasta or something. Where are they going to get the water from it? Uh, so this is interesting. Um, I'm looking at a chart. This comes from uh, Bank of America Global Investment Strategy and Bloomberg. Um, so the Federal Reserve, believe it or not, started hiking interest rates in, 19, or in January of 1973. Um, they uh, raised rates uh, like crazy uh, from un just over 5% up to 11%. Uh, but then um, in uh, November of that year, they started to cut rates. They cut rates from 9%. Or sorry, from 11% to 9%, and then they kept them there. And guess what? Inflation came roaring back, and so they had to hike rates from 9% to 13%. Um, and so, the you know, when you think about the, the Fed, you, everybody thinks that the Fed has – they know what they're doing and that they're going to get this right. The, the, the one thing I'd tell you about Jerome Powell is he has studied these past periods of inflationary periods and, and really – knows the mistakes that the Fed made back then, and he comments about them. And so to me, it's like, wait, why is the market not believing that he w was telling us that they have learned the lesson uh, of the mistakes that the past central banks have made as it relates to inflation? And so I want to take him at his word, and I want him to man up, and I want him to keep raising interest rates to deal with inflation. Because all this other stuff is going to be ancient history. But inflation won't if they don't tame it. And so uh, I would rather him err to the more conservative uh, putting us in a full-blown recession but killing inflation than having to, to pause and then raise rates even more and prolong all of this pain because that's not good for anybody. Okay. Um, so it's probably been a while. Uh, so last week, obviously, we heard about um, Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank, the second and third largest bank failures in history. But it's been a while, right, since we heard about bank failures. Uh, and that's because there weren't any bank failures in 2021 and 2022. The last time we had two straight years without bank failures was, guess when? 2005 and 2006. And then guess what happened? <laughs> we had giant banks failing like crazy and more would have failed if, the, if we didn't have all that quantitative BS. Uh, but I bring that up because, you know, back then there was lots in 2005, 2006, there was lots of really risky behavior. People were swimming naked and the tide went out. And guess what? We saw who was swimming naked. Same exact thing is happening right now. And, and you know, I don't want you to be worried, but I think that this isn't the end. Those two banks weren't the end, although this is very similar to uh, when you had um, – Orange County uh, default on their bonds. You know the Fed was raising rates at that point, and and uh, our, obviously Orange County was way overexposed, and they defaulted. And so, uh, hopefully, it's similar to that in that you know sort of contained to that. We'll see if it's just contained to these two banks. I tend to think not, but we shall see. Better. Uh the quicker they can fix that work-from-home problem, uh, the better it's going to be for regional banks because well, <laughs> regional well, banks are something like 80% of loans to on commercial properties, and uh, all those commercial properties with long-duration, low-rate loans, that was always going to be a shoe to drop. It just now there's a laser focus on it that wasn't there before. Well, in our building, we have lots of – you can shout, and there's lots of echoing. Well, I mean, even – not only our building, but even the old mill generally, when you go and drive around on the – you know, peripheral streets here, like, there's no one in the office at all. It's because they're skiing, bro. <laughs> that's, that's but these, are, gets these are skiing. all, like, premier Class A office space in Bend, and uh, there's two or three cars in the parking lot of a 15,000-square-foot building. Like, it doesn't make sense. It does because they're skiing, man. <laughs> Your generation can't be bothered with work. You gotta <laughs> ski. We're going to socialize everything eventually, so who cares? I'm just going to get free money from the government forever. Why yeah. would I work? Okay, so there's whens in retirement, gotta, gotta right? Pay your fair share. Yeah, well, there's one. Yeah, believe me, uh, there's whens in retirement, and so uh, for all of you that are retired, these are the whens that we would wanted to go through with you. Uh, when, or, or, or sorry, 
you, you know when you turn now 73, you have to take what's called a required minimum distribution. So you need to start to think about what you're going to do when you reach 73. So their government obviously forces you to start taking money out of your retirement assets, your, your traditional retirement assets, because they want to tax that money. And so you need to start thinking about uh, what you're going to do when that happens. One of the things you could do leading up to that is, is if you're in a relatively low tax bracket, especially right now with the markets down, is convert some of that traditional IRA money into a Roth IRA because it will uh, minimize or will shrink the amount you have to take as an RMD. Uh, the other thing you could start to think about is giving qualified charitable distributions, giving some of that money to charity so you don't have to pay taxes on that. Uh, the next when is when you should start to tap your different types of assets. So most people have maybe a Roth, a traditional IRA, and then a taxable account. So knowing which of those to tap first and when to tap them is going to be very important in terms of the, your tax liability. And then uh, some of you really care about giving the best assets to your children or your beneficiaries. And so knowing which asset to tap when is is going to be really important. So planning ahead uh, is, is something you need to be doing. And we do that with our clients to say, look, okay, you're going to delay taking Social Security, so we're going to start taking money from your taxable investment accounts um, so that we can delay taking your Social Security. And then once we get to Social Security, we might tap, we might start to, we're going to reduce them out from your taxable account and maybe start to take money from your traditional. And the last one we're going to touch is your Roth. So planning your when you're going to tap different uh, assets that you have, uh, when you should claim Social Security. This is a big one. Uh, too many of you don't think about this enough, but Josh and I are in the camp that everybody should be taking Social Security later. In fact, there's now been some new bills uh, presented that they're going to uh, maybe increase the age of Social Security, and I'm all for that because when they came up with the Social Security age in the 30s, uh, if they applied the same uh, parameters, they would, you'd be able to take Social Security at 81 now. So nobody should be taking Social Security at 62. Remember, every year you wait to take Social Security, the income you get from Social Security is goes up by 8%. Uh, so if you want to retire, we get it. Just start taking money from your retirement assets to delay your Social Security payments. It will make a big difference uh, of your in terms of how much you're going to get. Uh, 75% more between 62 and 70. Uh, and then the last one is when you should start passing wealth to your heirs. Of course, your heirs are going to get hopefully most of it after tax when you die. Uh, but for, for you know, some of you can know that you can start to give or gift, uh, and in 2023 you can give up to 17,000 uh, to an individual without having uh, the gift be taxable. So a married couple can give 17,000 bucks each uh, to an individual and have that not you know you don't have to file and that's not a taxable event. So those are the wins you should start to be thinking about. Uh, for you, all of you retirees and sort of leading up to retirement, those are the wins you can really be thinking about. But the Social Security is a big one. Too many people say, okay, I'm taking it at 62 or I'm taking it at 65. We think you should delay that. If you would like to take up, uh, take us up on a free retirement review, one of us geniuses will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life. So if you have at least $500,000 of retirement assets, call our office to get it scheduled, 800-743-0988. Or send us an email by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. When we come back, we're going to talk about should you lump sum cash in the market or dollar cost average? Stick around. Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market. You can always watch past videos on YouTube or NorthwestQuadrantWealth.com. news the most traffic the most weather fm 100.1 is news talk 1110 kbnd bend 
Hi, it's Mike talking with Highlight Homes customers Abdullah and Ashley. Abdullah, which floor plan did you and Ashley choose? We chose the model 2345. We really wanted a, a wraparound porch. So when you start the process, you envision how it's going to be. Now that it's built, how does the real home stack up with what was in your head? It turned out more beautiful than what we actually saw in on the website. We added a lot more windows because we love sunlight. So, you know, being able to see everywhere was important to us. It's kind of everything we dreamed of. This is what I would probably write down or plan out without realizing it. I love this house. Abdullah, what's your favorite part of your brand new Highline home? Having a second floor for the kids upstairs, but yeah. the master downstairs because our dream is when we grow old in this home, we won't have to go upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. For floor plans, virtual tours, and more, go to HighlineHomes.com. H-I-L-I-N-E Homes.com. Oregon CCB 181069. Homes. On your lot on time, Bill Wright. Central Oregon is a great way to describe where we live. It's centrally located, close to mountains, rivers, lakes, and within just a short drive of the beach, too. At Thomason Auto Group, they're just like you. They like to get out there and enjoy what this part of the world has to offer. But getting there should be part of the adventure, too. Thomason has hundreds of great cars, trucks, and SUVs, Handpicked so pretty much anything you're looking for is in stock and just waiting for someone like you to go out and enjoy your next journey because the journey is just as important as the destination. Thomason Auto Group is family owned with locations in Bend and Redmond. They're close by and ready to help you find the right vehicle to get you out there and enjoy the great Central Oregon outdoors. Enjoy the journey with a little help from Thomason Auto Group. Online at Thomason.com. I'll second guest dinners with friends because they can be interrupted by diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or oily stools. It turns out I have EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, which means I'm missing the enzymes needed to digest food. My doctor prescribed Creon Pancrelipase, an oral prescription medication that replaces pancreatic digestive enzymes. Creon treats EPI due to cystic fibrosis, chronic pancreatitis, pancreatectomy, or other conditions. Creon may increase your chance of fibrosing colonopathy, a rare bowel disorder. Tell your doctor if you have a history of intestinal blockage or scarring or thickening of your bowel wall, if you're allergic to pork, or if you have gout, kidney problems, or worsening of painful swollen joints. Call your doctor if you have any unusual or severe gastrointestinal symptoms or allergic reactions. Take Creon as directed by your doctor and always with food. Do not chew capsules as this may cause mouth irritation. Other side effects may include blood sugar changes, gas, dizziness, sore throat, and cough. These are not all the side effects of Creon. Creon is the number one prescribed EPI treatment. Ask your doctor about Creon for EPI and visit creoninfo.com or call 800-633-9110 to learn more. That's C-R-E-O-N info.com. I thought learning a language would be too much work. Then I discovered Babbel. They make learning fun. J'aime Babel. Babbel's lessons only take 10 or 15 minutes. Quick and easy. And soon, you turn and realize, hey, I'm starting to speak another language. How'd that happen? My friend from Italy said my accent and pronunciation is perfect. It's because Babbel's lessons are designed by language teachers and voiced by real native speakers. Each lesson is like living in another country for 15 minutes. I love that there's all kinds of ways to learn. Babbel's podcasts or games or videos. You can even join live classes with a language teacher. You learn words and phrases you actually use in real conversations. In three weeks, I was starting to speak in another language. So easy. If you want to learn a language, there's no faster, easier, better way than Babbel. Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babbel.com. The mission is clear. Give honest, transparent analysis and actionable advice every week. Make sure to connect with us on YouTube and get our twice-monthly e-newsletter. Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio. Thanks for joining us. If you would like to be part of the show, you have a question or a comment, call us. The number is 877-670-7117 or send us an email by going to our website on the interweb, Northwest Quadrant Wealth. Dot com. I'm surprised that, you know, or Al Gore for starting the internet isn't richer. I've been watching. I've been watching. Uh, Bill Gates is getting a lot of flack for uh, flying uh, on his private jet. You know, because he's it's such a big contributor to uh, to 
pollution, you know, global warming. But he's warming. spreading the gospel. Yeah, but yeah, it's just, that's just, he's like, I'm not part of the problem. I'm part of the solution. <laughs> uh, you know what's funny about people that have have wealth is uh, for some reason our society thinks they're just generally better people and they're smarter. And then guess what? They start to believe it and they just become like our aristocracy or they're like kings in America. Now it's that just our, really funny. Now that our boy Bill is single, I, I want to know how his stack of non-disclosure agreements compares <laughs> to Tiger Woods. Because <laughs> I'm sure he's giving old Tiger a run for his money. Yeah, I don't know. Tiger's... Tigers, tigers. Well, I'm not going to go there because that's not this kind of show. <laughs> um, fears over bank failures have naturally spread to other regional banks. We've been getting calls about that. Uh, and we don't know the deposit outflows at these banks. I mean, Josh uh, talked about on Friday that JP Morgan came out with their, their $550, $550 billion of outflows and deposits last week, supposedly at banks uh, um, across the country. Um, but it's interesting when you look at the declines in a lot of these regional bank stocks, you can see there is significant fear. Um, if you have an account at, at above the FDIC limit, which is $250,000, human psychology and game theory would predict that you won't wait to find out that the Fed is going to backstop your bank, right? Because remember, if you go back to the global financial crisis, it was sort of odd that the Fed was and the Treasury were put in positions to uh, – Decide winners and losers, and I know Dick Fold was quite upset about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, without an explicit guarantee, many people are going to move their money and ask questions later, which is what we're seeing. We saw a uh, over, we saw a more than sixteen percent, eighteen percent decline in the regional bank ETF last week. It was the fourth largest decline in the inception of that thing. Uh, only the financial crisis and the COVID crash saw larger weekly gains or l larger weekly losses. Um, this so we have you know the the Fed created the bank term funding program, uh, and the, it's their emergency measure, right? Um, and so we will see what happens with this bank term funding program because the reality is, uh, the FDIC deposit insurance deal doesn't have enough assets. It's only a hundred billion uh, to backstop this all. So, you know, hopefully we don't have to go back to the Treasury creating a quantitative. BS, whatever they're going to call it. They'll have to change the name to c come up with something new this time um, to backstop these banks because, you know, the, the situation is, is, is a little bit dicey because of the options out there for individuals. And so we talked earlier in the show that if you're earning nothing at a bank and you feel like the bank is risky and you're sh not sure the bank is going to backstop you and you could go buy U.S. Treasuries, which are also risk-free, or money markets, uh, there's a lot of competition in one that. Of, but one of the situation for banks one of the, is dicey. One of the paradoxes of like the technological era, or you know, the information age, I suppose, is like the more sophisticated your depositor base, the bigger liability they are. Well, and, and the other thing that's you have to remember is it's really easy now to move money. Well, out. that's what I mean. Is yeah. you know how many people in Silicon, the, how many Silicon Valley bank depositors were. You know, at at Squaw Valley or wherever when they were moving that money on their cell phone. Yeah, I mean, you can just docu-sign everything and move all of your money out of one bank and into another or to your brokerage account uh, with a few clicks of a button on your, uh, you know, on your on your phone, really. And so uh, that's the worry, I think, that the Fed thinks about and the Treasury is thinking about right now when they're having their meetings is how do we create uh, how do we make depositors feel better about leaving their money in banks? And part of that has to do with what the banks do with rates of deposit, right? Because it's like forgetting the you take the take the the supposed crisis out of the equation. Josh and I have been moving insane amounts of money out of banks into treasuries and into money markets at the request of our clients. And and when I say you know, and we're just a re relatively small RIA in Bend, Oregon, uh imagine that that's taking place across the country. So this is this was you know sort of always going to be a problem and this is when you have so much intervention by a central bank in a free market for such a long period of time, you get huge dislocations, and there's always going to be consequences of those dislocations. And so we need to stop this crap. Our central bank needs to not be such a big part of what we are doing in this country. Okay. So, Josh, we get a lot of people that question, you know, markets are down 20 or so, 22% from all-time highs. Should I just take the cash that I have if I want to invest it in the market and lump sum that in the market? 
or should I dollar cost average that, which means invest that money over time? Well, we get this question a lot and the data would yield the conclusion that you should lump sum it. And, and why is that? The reason for that, of course, is markets tendency to rise in 80% of all time periods. And, uh, but we know- Well, 80% of, 80% of years are positive. Yeah, correct. Not all but, of them. Well, theory. no, but if, any, if you take you know, one, uh, a, well, a today was the time, time period. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But <laughs> anyway, so uh, you know, of course, the psychological benefit that you get of dollar cost averaging is, you know, what happens over the following three months after you lump sum the money is going to determine whether or not you thought that was a good idea. Uh, even though the one year time time horizon is a fifty fifty twenty, you know, the longer you drive the time horizon, the more likely you are to have a positive feeling on whether or not that was the right decision. But, you know, again, markets, what they do in the next three months, that's going to dictate your conclusion. And a lot of times people don't have the psychological, <laughs> the <next day. laughs> well, a lot of times people don't have the psychological fortitude to ride it out. And so of course they let go to cash and then make that decision later again. Uh, but again, lump summing, the data is really definitive here. If you do it, you're going to have better returns than if you tend to wait over time. The longer you drag that time horizon, the dollar cost averaging time horizon, I mean, the more you're going to underperform as well. But uh, remember the reinvestment of dividends, all those things are factors that drive that underperformance over time if you wait longer for it to, for, to deploy the money. But uh, psychological considerations relative to the data ones, you know, that, there's not necessarily a best answer as far as uh, what matters to you. Yeah, and the so, point is figure out how, so, you know, whatever it takes for you to get that money invested in the market and stay and have it stay in there, that's what you should do because we know that time in the market, uh, it, it leads to success, right? T time in the market rather than trying to time the market is how you're successful in the markets. But the one thing that we all think you should do and, and we do in our pr business here is we, you have to create rules, right? So that, and you have to write those rules down so that you don't get in your own way. Because what's going to happen is let's say you lump sum that money in the market and then the next month, the market's down 12%. And you say, I'm such an idiot. Why did I do this? This was obvious that this was going to happen. And you pull it out. And now you've realized the loss. Um, you can't, if you're going to lump sum it, you have to write down this money. I'm not touching it for a minimum of five years. That, and that should be the shortest amount that if you're going to lump sum money that you are going to have access in stocks, right? So, uh, but if you're going to dollar cost average, you have to say to yourself, okay, Every Friday or every other Friday, I'm going to put one twelfth of this money in uh, to the market, no matter what the market's doing, so that in a year this money is fully invested. And you have to write that down, and you have to stick to it, no matter what the market's doing. And if you can automate it, all the better. And so the rules that you are going to create for yourself are going to help you. The rule will help you overcome your emotion and your um, wanting to do something that you shouldn't do at the exact wrong time. And so that's why we say create rules. We, we don't necessarily care whether you lump sum or dollar cost average. We care that you do it and you get invested and you stay invested um, because that's going to determine your success or not. But like Josh said, most people, whatever they decide to do, then they judge their decision based on what the market does the next day, week, month, three months, year later. And you can't ever do that because we know that markets are going to be volatile over time. But staying in them, we know that you will be richly rewarded. If you look at our most successful clients, when I say successful, I mean investment performance success. It's because they stayed in the market no matter what the market did. They went through the financial crisis, all of that stuff, and they stayed invested and their returns are quite good because of it. All right. If you have a question or a comment for the show, give us a call, 877-670-7117, or shoot us an email by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. When we come back, we will tackle some of your emails, so stick around. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review, 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988.
Old Travel Plaza. Food, fuel, and fun. After a long day and you want to play, get your mind off of the road. Have a great meal, try our slot machines. Life's good on the plateau. Quick stop, anytime. Get you everything under the sun. Life's good on the plateau. Food, fuel, and fun. Food, fuel, and fun? At the Plateau Travel Plaza in Madras, you get food, fuel, and fun all in one fabulous stop. After you fuel up with our low fuel prices, enjoy something fresh from our deli. Shop our store for local crafts and jewelry, travel essentials, electronics, and more. Then have some fun in our game room with 30 of the hottest slot machines and all the rewards you can handle. Life's good on the Plateau. Food, fuel, and fun. You might find yourself in need of more than a few fine things for almost any occasion. Try the Cosmic Depot, the general store of delights right here in the heart of Bend. Perhaps a satchel of organic chamomile for your tea, an amethyst ring for your pointer finger, or a fairy sitting on a toadstool to hold your stick of incenses on your list, or a gift that means more and costs less than all the rest. Cosmic Depot has them. Feel free to try the Tibetan singing bowls until you find the one that resonates to your liking. Take a flip through the sticker book and see if you find what you're looking for to set your water bottle apart from the rest. Cosmic Depot stocks a rainbow of tapestries and candles of all variety to gussy up the abode. You may need some sweet hippie garb for your rambling or a new hat for your bean. Maybe a bottle of patchouli. Wait, maybe plumeria. Ooh, how about green apple? The Cosmic Depot is your enthusiastic stockiest for all things offbeat and wonderful. Open daily Cosmic Depot is at 342 Northeast Clay in Bend or online at thecosmicdepot.com. I thought learning a language would be too much work. Then I discovered Babbel. They make learning fun. J'aime Babel. Babbel's lessons only take 10 or 15 minutes. Quick and easy. And soon you turn and realize, hey, I'm starting to speak another language. How'd that happen? My friend from Italy said my accent and pronunciation is perfect. It's because Babbel's lessons are designed by language teachers and voiced by real native speakers. Each lesson is like living in another country for 15 minutes. I love that there's all kinds of ways to learn. Babbel's podcast, or games, or videos. You can even join live classes with a language teacher. You learn words and phrases you actually use in real conversations. In three weeks, I was starting to speak in another language. So easy. If you want to learn a language, there's no faster, easier, better way than Babbel. Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babbel.com. Hi, this is Paul Heatherman, estate planning attorney in Bend since 1995. Most of us know what a will will do, but there are a few things a will won't do. A will won't replace your trust. A will won't direct your life insurance. And that's just the beginning. Let's make sure your plan works. Call me for a free consultation. Find me online at bendattorneys.com. Bendattorneys.com. Your free retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Call us today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988. Call us if you want to get one of those free retirement reviews scheduled. If you have a question about your portfolio, which it seems to be lots of people have those questions right now. So if you want to get on our calendar... Call our office to get one of those scheduled. You have to just, uh, we request that you have at least $500,000 of investable assets. That's Josh's request, uh, not mine. Right. I like to help everybody. What What kind of car did Reese get this week? (laughs) Reese? Who's Reese? New phone. (laughs) New phone. (laughs) New phone. All right. Yeah, she's 16. She got Finn's old car. What are you talking about? See that CRV out there? (laughs) Your kids have nicer cars than, than me. Well, Josh, I just want to remind you that wealth is what you can't see. So you must be really rich. (laughs) (laughs) You're so smug. (laughs) Okay, so uh, one of the things, you know, so there was the Secure Act that was passed by President Trump uh, during COVID. 
And then President Biden last year signed Secure Act 2.0, which made a lot of uh, other changes. But one of those changes that probably a lot of you should know about and I certainly caught my attention uh, was that to, to 529 plan. So 529 college saving plan. Um, the rules changed that in 2024, if you, if the kid, if one of your kids or grandkids doesn't use uh, all of the money for college, uh, you can convert that into a Roth IRA up to $35,000. So guess what I'm going to do? I'm certainly going to convert. I wonder, I got to look into the rules and see if I can convert 35000 per kid. So I'm going to pay out of pocket for some of that money to, for them to go to college and not use all of their 529s because I would certainly like to be able to uh, take over $35,000 into a Roth IRA. So Starting next year, if your kids or grandkids don't use uh, all the money in their 529, you can convert up to $35,000 into a Roth IRA. Sweet. So I can move 70 grand into a Roth IRA for myself. (laughs) Well, uh, it's it's per the the 529 plan beneficiary. But but I'm I'm the owner of both of them. Yeah, but it's, I mean, you can, you know, Reese and Finn can each do 35K of a conversion and it's tax free. Oh, but they, it has to go into their yeah for them, not me. Yeah, are you sure? Yeah, that's terrible. And they have to be fifteen. Well, they're over fifteen. And Jerks. the five twenty. Forget it. I'm just going to use it. The five twenty nine, and that's. I mean, the five twenty, and I misspoke. The five twenty nine plan must account must be more than fifteen years old. Oh well, theirs are. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're quite old. All right, let's tackle some email questions. We got an email from a Jennifer M. Jennifer. Doesn't say where she is. Uh, she says, my mother recently died, sorry, Jennifer, and left me as the sole beneficiary of her sizable IRA because I am the, and this is in quotes, responsible kid. I have two siblings, and I know my mother's intention was for me to split the IRA equally. How do I go about doing this? Oh, this is a bummer. So, Jennifer, uh, this is a bummer. Uh, there's, uh, so I understand your mother's intentions were good knowing that you were the responsible kid and uh, here's the situation. That money is all yours. Um, And so even though your mother wanted your siblings to get their share of it, uh, in order for you to give it to them, uh, it's going to be a gift from you. Uh, And so if you, you know, you do over 17,000, then it requires a gift, uh, you know, and it goes against your million dollar exclusion against the state taxes. So this, I don't know, you said sizable. So this could become a very big problem for you um, because it is your money now. It doesn't, you know, it's, 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 it's just commingled with all of your other funds. And so any of that money that you give to your siblings, it's coming from you, not from your mother. I get it's from your mother's pile of money, but the IRS unfortunately for you, looks and your siblings, more importantly, looks at it like it's just your money. So this is an unfortunate situation where we see um, the, the intention is good. And it, this happens at bank accounts where, where you know, parents will name uh, their executor, their state. They might have four kids, but they name one of their kids that's the executor. They put they put an account that they're a joint you know, tenants in common account. And so once the parent dies, guess what? That sibling takes it over. And sometimes there's a lot of money in those bank accounts. And then the sibling has to deal with like getting that to their, to their uh, brothers and sisters. And so this is, this is when, you know, estate planning, financial planning goes awry when the intention's good, but you're just not doing it properly. So this is when you need to get help uh, and make sure that you're setting up your beneficiary designation. Because this was an easy one. You just, you know, you, you well. I mean, I guess if you were worried about how they were going to spend the money, uh, you could have set up uh, the mother could have set up a trust uh, that uh, that Jennifer you could have administered for the benefit of your siblings. But that that ship has sailed since your mother's passed, and so the money in from an IRA or anything with a beneficiary designation has to go to that beneficiary, and then it's that person's money, uh, and then they have all the problems with then having to get it. Uh, so I know your intentions are good, but you're going to have to. Uh, talk to your CPA and figure out what the best strategy is for you in terms of gifting that money if you want to do that on an annual basis to your siblings. But remember, it'll go against your um, your million-dollar exclusion, and so you have to decide if that makes sense for you. It could, you know, depending on your situation, it really could mess up your estate plan as well. So go to your accountant, go to your advisor, and, and tell them your predicament, and hopefully they can advise you. Uh, it's a bad situation to be in. Sorry, Jennifer. Uh, we got an email from a Lynn in Ben. I don't know if Lynn's a man or a woman, so I'm not going to make an assumption. 
Uh, Lynn says, I've learned from your show how important it is to beware of fees with investing. But what's considered a high fee for a 401k? My work uses principal for a 401k. Uh, my current, for my current year, our annual plan administration expenses are 1.68, and it applies to your account balance. Is that considered to be high? I currently invest only up to my company match. Yeah, absolutely. That's high, Lynn. I mean, 1.68, you could be join. You could do a. So here's what I'd tell you is, Lynn, I would go to your uh, employer and say, um, or your HR person and say, look, just Google 401k lawsuits and look wh- how they're won. And it's because of excessive fees. I just saw last week another one, a $6 million sentiment and an excessive fee lawsuit. And so your employer, I'm sure the intention is good to have a 401k for your, the employees, and they're obviously matching, so they're 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 trying to do the right thing here, uh, but they're getting bad advice. 1.68% is really high, and what they're doing is they're passing on the administration expenses of the plan, so your plan has all these administrative fees, and what the employer can do is they can say, well, we're just going to have every participant in the plan pay those fees proportionate to their account balance, which means the fees in all the mutual funds are going to go up so that that can go to pay the administrative fee. So that's really high when you compare that to like a, you know, a Vanguard plan where the fees are going to be maybe 15 basis points, so 0.15. That's a huge difference in, in costs on an annual basis. So you need to go to your HR person, go to the person running the business and say, look, I'm not trying to be a jerk here. You just have a giant liability and getting sued and you're not going to win like there's so much law case law now that you're going to precedent that you're going to lose and so you need to reduce the fees in the plan so hopefully that helps all right that's our show this week we appreciate you joining us remember buy low sell high we'll see you next week listening to partners of Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management on the radio show Financial Focus. Remember, you can email or call with your questions anytime during the week. Visit northwestquadrantwealth.com for more information. See you next week on Financial Focus. Any opinions expressed herein are given in good faith and are subject to change without notice and are only correct at the stated date of issue. Past performance is not always indicative of future results. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Securities, financial instruments, or strategies mentioned may not be suitable for all investors. Prices, values, or income from an investment mentioned in this report may fall against the interest of the investor, and the investor may get back less than the amount invested. This material does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and is not intended as a recommendation of particular securities, financial instruments, or strategies to you. Before acting on any recommendation on this material, you should consider whether it's suitable for your particular circumstances and if necessary, seek professional advice.